The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian, or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. That's awesome. Is it a gritty reboot? We've been talking about Batman like usual. <laughs> World was Life. It's free, you know. I travelled through time. Totally. Totally. That's sex with happy mates. Well, you're on a lazy Susan. <laughs> it's a toe fault fact. The father of button, the holy toast. Fire up the fucking flux capacitor and let's get guns. <laughs> now, this is toe fault. <laughs> Everyone relax, this is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson, and Ramona's here. And hopefully you can actually hear us. You I, just, did, you I did. asked Will just before we hit record, yeah. have you checked the inputs? The inputs are checked. All right. We're recording on these microphones that's we like actually got in front of our faces. Turbines to thruster, it's like right. the 66 Batman. Well, that's why you need a, that's why you need a co-pilot, man. Yeah. Well, that's what we should do from now on. I'll say, are the inputs right. selected? External we mic just need inputs cross selected? Check. Cross yeah, check? Exactly. We just check. Roger. Over. <laughs> We'll have a little intercom. Yeah. We'll go through our you know, pre-show safety announcements. Yeah. And just like flying high, every time yeah. you say awesome, I think you're saying Clawson. I'll be like, what? In case of a, a Ramona fart emergency, mm. um, yeah. oxygen, uh, oxygen will fall from, from the roof. <laughs> Please make sure that your own mask is attached before assisting others. We do need that for some oxygen in here. <laughs> I've left the door open. There's so. such a small dog, she creates a lot of smell. You know what the thing is? The, the, okay, so I've worked this out a little bit over the last few days while I've been here because Ramona and I have been spending a lot of quality time together. And I've been monitoring her diet and what produces, you know, the, the smell. worst smells. And it's the most delicious treats. So the more right. delicious So just the like treat- human... Right. digestive system when you eat like mcdonald's or yeah. something that you know is processed when i feed her her normal food like she has this one that she gets when i'm at home that she doesn't get when i'm not at home mm. uh because it's it's more expensive at the supermarket yeah, yeah. and when i'm here um i will buy the more expensive stuff yes. but like, you know what you are you're like the absentee father right who spoils the kid <laughs> in an attempt to make up for the hours not spent with them and poor Amy's here trying to teach her discipline. and I just sit over her when she's asleep at night and sing Cats in the Cradle, <laughs> which she finds offensive. Yeah. Like, because it's about people. a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true, though, because when I'm home, she gets, like, a walk every day. We go for a nice walk at, like, sunset. Mm. I don't know if she cares about it being sunset, but yeah. I care about it being sunset. And we go for a walk around Sydney Harbour at sunset, and we yeah. talk to all the other dogs, and she gets the nice food, and she gets treats. Yeah. yeah. So, she gets, so, basically, if I buy her good treats, like, then... She smells. So basically, I'm giving her a treat that is also a punishment to myself. Yeah. It's a weird kind of self-loathing. Right. <laughs> you know? Like and like the other day, she was eating avocado. She loves avocado now. You want to punish yourself for being so weak-willed. My dog is basically into, into anything that's on the uh, McDonald's. It's a little bit fancy menu. Yeah, yeah. She loves Rocket. She likes avocado. I had a she girl um, crack on to me at, at a yeah. KFC, KFC on Friday night yeah. about two in the morning. Yeah. Did she, did she come up of to all, you? Of all did my... she come up to you and say, I'm as moist as this teller? <laughs> no. She, uh, I, uh, cause Do you know been... what rhymes with bucket? Fuck it. <laughs> she goes, hey, I'm finger licking good. You, once you're done with my legs and my breast, you'll just have a greasy box left over. Oh, oh my God. There you go. Hello. Uh, no. Want to come and mash my potato and put your gravy on it? <laughs> I think I've run through all the things that I know. All those examples are a little too witty for the condition she was in. I was just leaving a pub and I was quite drunk. I thought I better eat something on the way home. Otherwise, I'm going to have a hangover. Didn't help, by the way. If anything, it probably just exacerbated it. Right. But uh, I'm waiting for my chicken. Charlie Clawson for KFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the flavor? Is there explosion? It, it exacerbates? <laughs> KFC, exacerbate it. Uh, Kentucky Fried Clawson. You've missed you because you could have been like the... Yeah, right. Kentucky you could have been Clawson. KFC XC. Yeah. <laughs> New Twitter handle. 
In fact, if someone wants, you'll have to change your name to KFC XC for yeah. like, like, uh, like when uh, Carlton changed their jumpers to the blue M and M's, or when uh, uh, Whiskers, uh, when Buddha Hocking changed his name to Whiskers for a round. In the and AFL. ding, 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 ding! The obscure AFL football <laughs> references. Five minutes into uh, Buddha Hocking was a midfielder from Geelong. Yeah. His name was Gary Hocking. Yeah, he was called Buddha Gary Pitt. Buddha Hocking. Why was he, he was, called Buddha? Because I think he was a bit of a Buddha when he was young. Like he was a, when he was he young. Was a, he was a, well, he's a stocky dude. I think when he's he thought started. that we were all one. Yeah, he believes right. he, he gained he gained he gained enlightenment by sitting under a tree <laughs> in Geelong. <laughs> First time that's ever happened. <laughs> the only thing you get under a tree in, in Geelong is stoned. Yeah, that's right. An apple fell on his head. He turned into an apple bomb. <laughs> uh, yeah, he changed his name. There's a there's a cat food company. I don't know if it's a national whiskers. It's whiskers. A, so for one game, was it? Yeah, for one game he changed he, his name, like it, like by, by Deadpool. Yeah, he went to Whiskers. To Whiskers. That means for the rest of his life, when he's doing his tax, or if he's like applying for an overseas visa or whatever, when yes, they the ask list. him that question, "Have you ever changed your name legally?" He has the list. Oh yeah, by the way, for one week my name was Whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward tax problems. That's a kind of thing that like. Uh, that's like that's like a, a a legal version of of getting a tattoo you regret. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah, you make some decisions. He was in Thailand when he was 19. He got a tin of uh, whiskers tattooed on his butt. No, no, he actually just officially got his name changed to whiskers. For one (laughs) way. Although, I wonder, I mean, his mates would still call him it. If you change your name to like Powell Anderson for one week, I'd be calling you Powell for the rest of your life. Will would never come back. Because I would take my sweet Powell money and I would get better friends. You and Whiskers fucking hanging out I'd be, I'd be hanging it's out. It's a with, very elite club. I'd be hanging out with Whiskers <laughs> Celebrities who have changed their name to food brands for one week. A very elite club. And then KFC XE could right. join you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> You could be the new colonel. Yeah. That's I want right. someone to create. The junior colonel. You could be like the illegitimate son of the colonel. Like in the backstory, it comes out that the colonel at one stage had like an affair with like... Wendy from Wendy's, yeah, and they had like this illegitimate son, which is you, and you've just come out of the woodwork. <laughs> so Wendy and who? Wendy from Wendy's, yeah, and who the and colonel? The colonel. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's like, sexy. <laughs> like in a Donald Sterling, you yeah, know, yeah, young, yeah. don't bring she, like yeah. men to my restaurant. She looks like Pippi Longstocking, doesn't she, Wendy? Yeah, she's got red yeah, hair, she's got freckles, and, she's like, and, yeah, freckles and pigtails. And, yeah. yeah, is she a gold digger? I reckon Wendy was looking at the... It's like a Game of Thrones sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. He, like, over, so he, over, he was betrothed to Denny. Right. That's right. <laughs> but Denny died in mysterious circumstances. <laughs> and then it's like, well, you know who I should actually be married to? The Colonel. Yeah. Well, he's the guy who runs the empire. Yeah. Like, we all know about Ronald, right? Except... Everyone knows what the nature of Ronald's relationship yeah. is. But you've got, like, the House Baratheon in Game of Thrones. Right. In this world, you've got the House of International House of Pancakes. International House of Pancakes. <laughs> dun, 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 you've got dun, the House dun, McDonald's. Dun, 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 dun. And they're all competing. Yeah. You've got, yeah, the Burger King. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Brother of Donut King. So you've got the Donut King. Yeah. You've got the Burger King. Yeah. You've got the Colonel. Yeah. Like, because he's the one leading the military force, the yeah. Colonel, right? Yeah. You've got Wendy, yeah. who's like the dragon. She's the, the dragon, you know, yeah. controller, the, the woman who's in charge of her own empire. Yeah. And no one's... Who, else, who are we missing? Who are the other major... Oh, you've got Subway. Mm. Subway doesn't have like a, a person. But Subway could be... The, but that's the point. Subway is like a peasant. Peasant right. class. It's oh, Subway. it's Jared. It's Jared. a guy who used to be fat <laughs> and is now skinny because he's house of Subway. Instead of House of uh, Game of Thrones, it'd be like Game of Diabetes. <laughs> That's the aim, is to give the entire world diabetes. Technically, Diabetes 2, I think you're fine, what Charlie. You I think is people... a sequel? They made a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's so many people after the first one. It's like, I need to know yeah. more about this. Diabetes 2, this time it's personal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's diabetes? Oh, type 2 diabetes. Type right? 2 diabetes is the one that um, is uh, the one that like you get from uh, eating bad food. Right. Whereas diabetes is just like something that you... Like having making fun, like implying that someone eating McDonald's gives them diabetes is like implying that someone eating McDonald's gives them asthma or whatever. It's like something that you're born with and that you develop through. So you have to have diabetes in the first place. No, you can get diabetes too without having diabetes. Right. It's like the raid two. You don't have to have seen the raid one. I don't know anything about diabetes. Yeah, diabetes two is the one that is like more. My mother has diabetes too. Right. 
and it's the one that you can get for being overweight or for like you know like for health reasons. And once you have Whereas it, like can diabetes you get is over like, it, or is it you live with it once you get it? I don't know. I don't know. I think you can control it. I think once you have it, you kind of have it. So it's like yeah, you medicate. But you well, you medicate or you like you know my mum eats a lot more healthy now, and she yeah like you know tries to exercise more regularly, and you so you control it. What was her? It's diet? like my what was her diet before that. She used to eat one cow a day. <laughs> Deep, Dad, deep fried. Dad, pick your least favorite cow. <laughs> it was a warning to the other cows. Yeah, you yeah. know, you execute one, you educate a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So my mum, like, uh, actually, isn't like a, a bad eater, mm. uh, but she was a person like. Well, she's a farmer's wife, and being a farmer's wife means that you are two things. It means you are firstly a farmer yeah. because. You're a farmer's partner. Yeah. Like, you're their work partner. In the middle of the night when something else needs to get done, there's no one else around. Yeah. So, you're doing that. But she also raised three kids and, Fucking you know, hell. did all that size of it. So, she was... But she is from one of those very traditional... Like, the way that I see their world and their relationship and stuff like that, mm. it, in some ways, it revolves around food. It right. was a very traditional relationship in where dad would, you know, get dad would go out, get up in the morning and like go out and like, you know, milk the cows or yeah. do the irrigation or whatever. Cook breakfast. When he got home, like mum would, you know, cook him breakfast. Yeah, and right. like he would go out and work and at morning tea, like when other people would drop around, like she would have like a cake made yeah, or like right. some biscuits or like, you know, just that it's sort like of like. real traditional right. kind of 1950s sort of. And my mum, that's definitely where I got my sweet tooth from, my, like my picking sweet tooth. Yeah, right. Like, and you like cakes and shit. I love. And I love just picking like if there's stuff around mm. like I'm one of those people that if I if I'm in a period of my time where I can't be eating shit food I have to be not around shit food yeah like it's fine if it's not in my house but if it's in my house yeah I'm gonna eat it yeah, yeah. I've had halloumi twice today no it's only 2.30 in the afternoon is that the fourth reference to halloumi or the fifth reference I've written halloumi? it on the blackboard uh, double halloumi <laughs> Oh, right. I thought that was a new game show you'd come up with. Double well, halloumi. That would also be a great game show. Yeah. <laughs> what would be the rules of double halloumi? Double halloumi? Like, um, so it's like... It's, 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 I think like double dare. What were the rules of double dare? Was it... Oh, I can't remember yet. Okay, so... Well, I assume that like in, in halloumi, like the, the prize is halloumi. Like every prize you get is either halloumi or goods to that value. But like the, the real trick of the... Oh, no. Okay. So you win prizes, mm. but there's a round near the end where you can play double halloumi, which is if you get that round, like if you win that round, yeah. you get double the value of the prizes that you've already won. Okay. But in halloumi. Okay. Okay. So the first round is just to get like the washing machine, the holiday, that kind right. of stuff. Uh-huh. And then there's a bonus round. Bonus round. In which... Well, you can take whatever, the prizes that you've already got. Pool, yeah. You can take that and walk away right now. <laughs> Or you can come back after the break and play for double halloumi, <laughs> which is double the value of your prizes. In, with halloumi. In halloumi. I'd go. I'd, I'd go. I'd yeah, rather you go. you got to go for double halloumi. Of course. Yeah. you got to better say double halloumi first, I think, is my point, Will. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I can host it. I'm more the creator. This is in my producer roles. It'd be great if each of the topics I've listed on the blackboard here, which are things that we just had to catch up on, uh, we turned into game shows. Yeah. Like sunglasses case. Well, just for uh, those of you playing at home. Yeah. So uh, this, the, since Tofop has returned. Um, this is episode five. We've implemented uh, a blackboard because yeah. one of the complaints about the old show was yeah. that we would never finish topics. So never. we've been writing stuff down. Yeah. Uh, you know, planning to get back to it, which we haven't done yet, but we are writing it down. Well, but since I was last in here, yeah. Will has actually, because it was all, it was scrawled all yeah. over the blackboard and kind of like crazy, you know, paranoid uh, conspiracy <laughs> theory kind of writing. Very but much now, so. Now I, was, I was about 30 seconds away from getting pins and string yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you come in here and all my posters that are behind you, that Evil Dead poster, would just yeah. have like a pin and a bit of string and it'd be connected to the Radiohead poster and that over the shoulder, way over to the Pixies poster, you're like, I'm not not sure why these are connected but they're connected is that the most overused cliche in cinema at the moment they're going to revealing someone is in psychosis by going into a room and seeing it is covered in you know newspaper articles and string like it was, it was in Godzilla I saw Godzilla on the weekend it uh-huh. was in that and it's in pretty much any film where there's a psychopath or a serial killer they will have a visual representation of their psychosis which right. is normally a room film now and it's always the thing about it is it's always very well art designed. Mm. 
like it always looks the, great. Yeah, the images. Like these guys would have an excellent Pinterest page. Yeah, totally. Because they always have this like, you're like, that looks cool. Yeah, yeah. I get this guy to do like interior design at my yeah. house. Yeah, exactly. Like whereas a true psycho. There would be no... It would look a lot more like where we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a couple well, of chairs that we've found well, on the street. When I'm like, sort of when I'm working and if I'm, you know, writing on something and I've got articles uh-huh. stuck up and stuff, I still keep it in a fairly like... I don't cover my I don't I don't cover my my room with it. In fact, I normally just keep like three or four folders next to my thing with things ordered, like in a ni- nice neat package. Right. So, are they suggesting that a psychopath? Let's, t- let's be honest. By the way, if in this day and age, if someone is truly like following somebody. You'd walk into their place and it would just be a computer. Exactly. Like it'd all be on their computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be in hidden files marked receipts 1998. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would just be all the pictures or whatever you That's had. a good point, actually. I didn't think of that. Like who's still doing old... What, uh, yeah, like, uh, we're tracking down a lot of hipster serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> it's all analog. <laughs> they're doing this old school thing with like, they're taking Polaroids. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so Will has reordered the subjects. Yep. Um, there's some here that have been added since I was last year. I don't remember sunglasses case. No, so this was one I actually had to bring up with you, although you have some previous experience in this. But okay. let's let's finish Double Halloumi first, and then uh, we'll get to... Are we to... done with Double Halloumi? Well, I just want to, like, talk about the idea of, like, sometimes in your life... <laughs> yeah, go on. Sometimes in your life, you're in a no-Halloumi part of your life. You know, when Halloumi is an extravagance, right? Yeah. And then there's times in your life where you have a day. So I did my photos yesterday for next year's tour, which is a long way away from next year's tour, but because I'm going overseas for six months, I have to get everything done. So yesterday I did the photo shoots for uh, next year. I have to look at those photos for a year. Yeah. So basically here's what I wasn't going to do on Sunday. Have halloumi. I certainly wasn't <laughs> going to have blocked. double halloumi. Right. But one day after, like I had two business meetings today and they were both over meals where somebody else was paying for my meal. And I had halloumi at both. Right. So I've breakfast actually... And lunch. Breakfast and lunch. Yeah. I might have halloumi for dinner. Fucking who knows? Although I'd, it'd be hard to go past. The halloumi I had for lunch was, I think, the best halloumi I've ever had. So Why? Did you know where it was from? Uh, no, I don't know where it was from. Uh, but it was at a the restaurant that we had. It was in Sydney. It was on Oxford Street. Mm. Um, and it's called the Wine Library. Yeah. Uh, which is a weird name because you don't borrow the wine. You drink it and then leave, which yeah, is not really. But yeah, but it's not. It's but like, you can have imagine a- if they rang me three weeks later and like, um, you haven't returned that wine yet. This is a wine library, mate. This Li- is not a library. Doesn't have to be an institution where you borrow things. Library refers to a collection of things, right? Like I can have a library of pornography at my place, and it's that like, well, it's stuff that I've collected, or a library of albums. I love that you went to pornography first. <laughs> hey guys, uh, would you like to guys like to check out my pornography yeah. library? I was trying to oh, think. it's a library. What's the example? They're all arranged <laughs> due, according to the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. It's a very Dewey Decimal yeah. System. From least Dewey to most Dewey. Yeah. That is how they've been announced. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it's, so. One library. They're saying a collection. Anyway, so it's a place where you can drink wine and you know have kind of like it's the the meal was like. Um, not nibbles, but like, you know, you know how I like small foods, right? Yeah. So it's my idea thing. You can get some alumi and you can get some arancini and you can get some like, you know, whatever. So we're Finger picking, food. Finger food, yeah. right? So we're picking at this food and it's, it's very nice. But the halloumi was... <laughs> so here's what I never thought you needed to add to halloumi. Because halloumi is cheese, like deep fried or fr- shallow fried in oil, Right. So I never really looked at that and thought, you know what would make this better? Like more bad stuff. Like I always felt like that was enough bad stuff for halloumi, yeah. right? Yeah. And if anything, I've always combined halloumi with stuff, like you have it with healthy. like some lettuce or something yeah. healthy. Like it's like, yeah. right? Honey. It was like obviously shallow fried in like, you know, like oil and honey or whatever. Oh my fucking Ooh. Lord. It was. I'm try that tonight. I got some halloumi in the fridge. It was insane, man. It was insane. You know why? I can totally, I can totally get that because sometimes it feels like it should be too sometimes much. Sometimes I eat halloumi, and it makes me think I'm eating a really delicious pancake. Right. It has a slightly kind of uh-huh. like when oh, you have yeah. really good pancakes. Yeah. Sure. So the honey ma- maple syrup, I think, might also fucking be the bomb on halloumi. Right. There you go. Oh shit! And you know what? Like. <laughs> 
three years ago. Fast forward, six months later, <laughs> Charlie looks like Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why they find me from home and away. <laughs> you start rocking up yeah. in a moo moo. Because Summer Bay, Summer Bay had an earthquake when I went jogging down the beach. <laughs> it's because you can't talk because you always have halloumi in your mouth. <laughs> hey, um, I, uh, I, I saw a clip from uh, the new X-Men film the other day. Uh-huh. And I was thinking, you know, Jen Lawrence is Jen, my girl Jen. Jen, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. J-Law, is as the, they call her. J-Law is the new mystique, right? Yep. So she got that role after her breakthrough film, Winter's Bone. She was nominated for an Oscar. And uh-huh. then the, her sort of first big studio film was X-Men. Yep. Mystique. Do you reckon in the way of where her career is <laughs> now... Because I saw on this thing, I'm like, fuck, that would be like six hours in makeup at least for that. Right. And she's fucking semi-naked on set and not even really the star of the show. It's a fucking ensemble. Yeah. She's a three-time Oscar nominee, one-time yeah. Oscar winner. Yeah. And, think, and everyone thinks she's great. Do you think her agent has been doing some fucking like ass-kissing the last two years? Right. Jen, I know I signed you to a five-picture deal, but look, honey. <laughs> right. Because, no, well, you know what, though? I think she was the like the... She will be probably this year and next year. You know when they do those end of year stats on like biggest draws in the world? She is redefining the industry because at the end of the year, like with Hunger Games and with like her and X-Men and with those sort of things, she's going to be the person who's up there with like the the biggest stars in the world, like in grossing films. And you don't have to... And she gets to do all these other cool things. Yeah. Like I think... I mean, Fassbender's... Like, Michael Fassbender's in X-Men. I mean, I know he doesn't have to dress in blue paint for fucking six hours a day and get half naked. But, yeah. like, it's... I think- the great joy of those films is that they are getting quality actors in them now. And secondly, I think it's good for the quality actors to have blockbusters if, on their resume you you know, are, in between. If you're an agent or a manager and you have a client who has some heat on them, the first thing you want to get in terms of just get some money is a franchise. Franchise, right? Like, that's what everyone... It, that's why, you know, or even a TV show nowadays. Like, I you mean, want something that's going to be regular... You look at Hugh paycheck. Jackman, though. Like, Hugh Jackman's had hit and miss with, like, his movies and stuff, his yeah. movie career. But the one thing but, that consistently means that he can keep making movies yeah. is Wolverine. fucking the fact that he's been Wolverine in all those fucking films. Yeah. Like, it's the spine of the rest of his career. Yeah, yeah. He's very, and, he, and he's, like, freely admits that, too. Like, I don't think there's any snobbery... For people, you know, like Mickey Rourke. Do you remember after The Wrestler, he's come back. What's the first thing his agent did? Plugged him into Iron Man 3. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's where the smart money is. So, I can understand that. But I think maybe none of J-Law's agents are expecting Hunger Games to be a big hit. Because right. she probably did them around about the same time. I don't think not. anyone expected Hunger Games to be as big a hit as it was. So, they said, well, look, here's Including the studio. X-Men will be her paycheck for the next, you know, three years. This will be like, you know, it's this little chance. And then like, holy shit, they both exploded. Right. And she won an Oscar. Right. And she could pretty much do anything. And then she got nominated for another Oscar. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I'm sure there were days when she was fucking like, you know, in a G-string getting painted head to toe blue going, hmm, and, <laughs> I don't really it, need to be here. And it was wasted on Brian Singer. <laughs> like I mean I could have directed it yeah totally at least I would have enjoyed that bit of the day <laughs> that suddenly had 4,000 intern applications for the makeup department for that job well uh, you know what I reckon if they were smart they would have used a body double for like so it's an action film so I'm sure like they did I'm sure they did I'm sure that was like and they probably only thing. make her right? from like the head up or something. Yeah. they would have worked a way to make it because do you reckon she had enough clout that she could leave would she be able to break a contract if she Maybe not break her contract, deal. but I definitely she's got enough clout to say, guess what? Someone else is painting themselves blue from the neck down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, bet, I bet she's got enough that enough clout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think that she was just blue from the neck up. I think she yeah. just wore a skivvy into work <laughs> and you would walk around that set and like there'd be two people who look vaguely the same yeah. and they would walk by each other Morning Ralph, you know, yeah. style and one would have like blue from the neck up and the other would be blue from the waist down. <laughs> Holy shit. She'd be fully clothed in her turtleneck and her fucking tracksuit pants and there'd be some fucking model in a G-string painted blue from the neck down. (laughs) Can you imagine, like, you'd never heard of Jennifer Lawrence and you're visiting the set of X-Men 2 or whatever this X-Men's called and, uh, you know, some guy goes, oh, one of the girls that cast, uh, actually, she won an Oscar before she did this. And, like, who? Oh, yeah, see that half-naked chick painted head to toe in blue paint? You'd be like, What? 
doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, she's amazing when she turns into those other people. You yeah, believe yeah, she is true. those other people. That's how good an actor she is. I mean, that's how that's good That's not even special effects. No. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence actually does a, an exact imitation of everybody else she turns into in the film. Yeah, she's she, amazing. She transforms. She's, she's amazing. amazing. <laughs> Fucking hell. Maybe that's why she's doing the part. She's the only one who can. Would have been great if they're when saving she, a fortune on special effects. Would have been great if when she won the Oscar, she she was just like, I can't believe I won the fucking Oscar for this. I played nine separate believable characters in that last film. Not a fucking nomination. Not one pixel of CGI. That was all me. Yeah, all me. The whole thing. Um, all right. So that actually brings us, weirdly enough, like in a in serendipitous sort of full circle to speak English. I love that whatever you're doing with that beer, by the way, where you've got your little finger. <laughs> and Charlie, for those who can't see, while I'm talking to him, Charlie's just got his little finger <laughs> in the top of his beer and he's just like lifting it up and down. Finger your finger fucking your beer. <laughs> yeah. While I'm trying to talk to you. I'm sorry. I'm listening now. All right. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> While Ramona is like chewing my leg. She's been chewing my leg for this whole fucking podcast. Is she actually chewing your leg or chewing... She's chewing your leg here. Oh, no, she's, she's chewing her paw. Like, she's chewing her paw, but it happens to be on my leg. Yeah. Don't chew your paw. Don't, come on. Um, so, uh, sunglasses case. Why would sunglasses case relate to the uh, conversation we've just had about Jennifer Lawrence? And uh, oh, here's no. my, you know the answer yeah, to this. Answer. All right, so... I don't explain it. Well... Amy's doing a, um, she's at Afters, which is like a... Um, Film and radio television school. Yep. Uh, and uh, it's pretty intensive. And so there's different people, uh, like, you know, so they have directors and producers and uh, she, she's doing production design yep. and all that sort of stuff. So they all make films together, short films together. So they had a big shoot yesterday. Mm. Uh, and in fact, at some stage during this podcast, we'll probably have to stop because we're going to help her unload some stuff from our the house truck. out of the truck. Yeah. Uh, because that's basically uh, what her being in production design means. She steals. Uh, she's well. It's mostly like because she used to do some stuff for for you and Jem when you were making film clips for people. Yeah. And it means basically that I've just got to see my stuff in a lot of film clips for artists <laughs> that I would not be interested in otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't really like this artist, but that's my car. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> And so, uh, in this film, whenever it gets shown, I will yeah look out for it. But I'm like, oh my god, that's the the table well, that I kept uh, my TV on. Well, that that film clip that was Johnny Ruffo's music video. You judged him on a radio show, did you? For stand up or something? Oh no, I didn't judge him. I, I was like, I I was on that. Uh, Husey did. Husey. Was, oh, right, 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 right. Husey. So. Um, uh, yeah, he said on uh, that show that he um, wanted to do stand-up comedy. Yeah, so yeah. They, he, he they got him to do a, a gig, stand-up comedy. Uh, and they got Husey to give him some advice, <laughs> yeah. and uh, apparently did. Apparently, he's apparently he's not a quadruple threat. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, so um, she so she's uh, had had to do this um, film. Uh, film, and there's a sex scene in it, and so I know <laughs> I don't know if people can hear that, but. Um, there's a sex scene in the film. Yeah. So, like, the guy's naked, and so she had to try to source a... Cock sock. A, a cock sock, right? Um, and they couldn't get one anywhere. They couldn't find anywhere that, like, had a cock sock. Yeah. I assumed that there would be places that you could easily just ring and go, do you have a cock sock? Because I assumed that it would happen yeah. enough that, like... Yeah. You know. So, I um, couldn't find one anywhere. Yeah. Um then she started making the argument, which I loved, which was that actors should have to have their own cock socks. It should be like, uh, you know, like apprentices and their tools. <laughs> you know, just like, I mean, it shouldn't be up. Every actor should have their own cock sock. Like carry it around that in your wallet. That is such a waste of material. Right. Because there's, um, there's very few actors, very few instant, apart from the cast of Game of Thrones. Well, they'd all have to have their own cock socks. There'd probably know. be a wall with all their own handles. I mean, I've worn one. I, I think I thought I just assumed that they're made by the wardrobe department because it's literally, oh yeah, okay. literally, it's just a bag of material with a drawstring. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it would take two seconds for yeah. A so you just you just make one milliner, whatever they call. What's it? Yeah, mil- no, milliners no. make hats. <laughs> um, well, am I, I meant to wear this <laughs> over my penis? It looks like a bowler hat. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. You've just got some fedora. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a very hipster penis. Yeah. Um, That's why I call my penis Bruno Mars. 
because it's tiny but talented. Oh, God. Um, so, uh, anyway, so the other option is uh, a sunglasses. It feels a little bit like Sting. Oh, no, it doesn't quite work. A sunglasses case. Yeah. Um, is the other option not like a hard sunglasses case? Obviously, a soft uh... drawstring, basically like a, a little sack with a drawstring. Yeah. So uh... you put your junk in it, you tighten the string, and you away you go. Right. I'm pretty sure we have talked about this. Yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah. So this is my point: is this that I got the call the day before the shoot? Yeah. Because I'd said, if there's anything that I can do, I'm home having some meetings and you know doing some bits and pieces. I said, if there's anything that I can do to help, just let me know and I'll I'll help, have, have, happily help out. So yesterday, I at the Westfield Bondi Junction went into a sunglasses place, oh, hilarious, and said to them, "Can I have a like a, a case? Like, well, you know, can I buy one? Five yeah. bucks, not too bad. Yeah. Um, Is it big enough? So." <laughs> <laughs> no, this was the other task I had. My task wasn't just to buy one. My task was to test whether it would work or not. Fuck off. Right. Really? So, because, well, because, like, for that very reason, right? She doesn't know. <laughs> and so... <laughs> oh, my God. I wouldn't even thought of that. Go on. So, I have wa- gone into this sunglasses shop at Westfield Bondi Junction... Then I have like taken it into the toilets because I couldn't. <laughs> Keep going. Keep well, going. Because I couldn't go home because like it was too far. Like it's too far to get home. And then if it didn't work, like I would have to buy something. What else, I would right? give for some Solange Jay Z like CCTV footage of you in the toilet. Well, uh, well, firstly, I have never checked a lock more times. <laughs> Like, I've gone into the toilet and I've locked it. I've clearly locked it. And then I've like, un- like I'm ready to go. Yeah. And then I turned around and I checked it was locked again. Just like, just as if, in case. Just it in slipped. case. Right? Yeah. And then I've just like in there, like. <laughs> Did you walk around? Have a couple of. No. Did you wag it around as if it held? I didn't really wag. No, it was pretty apparent. <laughs> I had to have a couple of goes at it because it turns out you have to go in balls first. Yes. <laughs> Did you not know that? Oh, no. That's logical. Oh, well, I guess, like in retrospect, but I got to be honest, I just, I didn't go you in. Know I like, because it's such a great metaphor. It's like you went into this situation balls first and you literally went in balls first. It required some boldness. Like a more timid person would have driven the way home. Right. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to a public toilet and going in balls first. Yeah. So I went in balls first in the toilet and, and. Put it all in and tied up the jaw, drawstring and made sure that, you know, like everything was yeah going to be fine. Mm. And then I realized that I hadn't really... Wagged it around. No, no, no. It wasn't that. <laughs> no, what I, what I realized was that I was putting my like, dick in something that some other stranger was going to like... Oh, so you had to wash it? Well, I hadn't... No, but... I, Anyway, what I, I didn't wash it is my point. Like, oh, so some other, oh my God, now you two are married. <laughs> well, he's married to me. I'm not married to him. Because yeah. he only, I didn't touch his dick. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, so that was my day. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, bizarre. Was that today? No, yesterday. That was yesterday. Wow. And so you gave Amy the... Said it all works? Said it all works. Did she ask you to test it or was that your own initiative? No, no, she asked me. She said, can you go to the shop and get one and and test it to make sure that it's going to work? I'm pretty... Because Amy asked me, she rang me a couple of weeks ago asking when she was first, I guess, working out where she should get one from. Yeah. And uh, I was surprised that... Because I said, is it going to be... I said, you only need it if it's going to be two naked actors because most of the time, you know, you just shoot it from the waist up or whatever. There's ways around it. But... She said, no, that's a full sex scene. I'm like, after this has changed, <laughs> I've got lots of friends who went there. Yeah. I don't remember anyone talking about an explicit sex Apparently scene. Apparently, they spent a lot of time on the sex scene. She said to me, oh, probably I shouldn't talk about that, but like no. she was like, she just said that they spent too much time shooting the sex scene for a short Female film. director or male director? Male director. Yeah. See, I don't know. Female director, be, let's just for do some one, reason. Let's just do that one more time yeah. from this angle. And you say, I love you, director. Just, just try yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 
there's just something, yeah, I just, I have found working with some directors and stuff, especially when I, like when I was at uni and you do student films and stuff, like some directors do not realize how confronting a situation that is for not a, let alone like male, but especially for a female who has to, I mean, you're already feeling extremely vulnerable, you know, surrounded by because there's so many guys on set right. to then get naked is like a huge thing. And like, most directors I've worked with and see are really good at like, because it's such a sensitive, you know, you've got to really create a safe environment. But occasionally you'll see someone, it was mainly when I was younger or, you know, I had friends who were, you know, directors starting out. I mean, it's kind of a, a funny idea if you think about it. We've become so normalized, the idea that that's like an acceptable part of someone's job. But yeah. we're really just saying to someone, hey, you know how you like the arts? Well, part of that <laughs> is you have to get naked in front of heaps of people yeah. in a really vulnerable situation and pretend to fuck a stranger. Yeah. And the close set is no But close you want to be set. in showbiz, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I've seen actresses get, like, Hello. really kind of anxious over, like, having to wear a bikini or lingerie or whatever. Sure. Like, I mean, it's... it's it's Because it's not... That expectation is not put on guys as much, you know? And even... And at afters, I don't think you get a Jennifer Lawrence-esque body double. No. I don't think there was anyone there from oh, the neck down. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, and for a student film too, like I've had friends, actresses, you know, when I was sort of younger, who would say, oh, you know, someone wants me to do this short film or whatever, but it's got this sex scene or whatever. What do you think? And I was always like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're going to... That's a huge thing to do. And if you're going to give that to a director, you either A, have to fucking love the project, but most of all, you have to know and trust like, you know, you'd want to have worked with them or workshop with them for weeks and weeks and weeks to know you're going to trust them because that shit will last forever, especially now. You do a nude scene or anything, that's going to exist forever, you know? And I understand that like, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed on with nudity or anything like that. No, no, I I agree with that. You just need to... You just need to, if you're going to, to me, that feels like, well, that you've got like an ace up your sleeve to go naked. Right. right. That's going to be an impactful thing you can do as an actor. Save just it. make sure yeah. it is. Save it. You didn't give it away for free early on. Exactly. Unless, but then again, if you were trying to build your career. Halle Berry off, got like an extra million dollars to show her boobs yeah. and swordfish. Yeah. Hold out for a million dollars. Yeah. Hold out for that at least. But having said that, there are actors who want to be known for their physicality and their bodies. Fine. Go for it. But if you are in doubt about it. Right. Then, yeah. The minute you have doubt. Yeah. No. Yeah, if you're that's, super that's confident. a really good point. Like, if you are 100 percent into the idea, then sure, whatever. Like, who are we to judge? You know, yeah. your body and who you are and whatever. But if you're like sitting there going, "I have this bit of doubt," yeah, you know what? Gonna... Chances are that doubt won't get less in the next yeah, 30 ex- years. Exactly. <laughs> and if you are feeling anxious thinking about it, yeah, then you're gonna feel you're more gonna anxious feel doing really it. anxious yeah, doing yeah, yeah, yeah. it. You I know what I mean. And don't be pressured into it. So that's the other thing. Like, because they'll all like a, a director or producer will always say, oh, "We just need it. We absolutely need it." Yeah. But they don't. No. Like, they just need it for their phone. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> for their mates. <laughs> for the directors, can't they do for their poker? So pack. that's uh, a little public service announcement for yeah, uh, aspiring nice. actors out hey, there. Hey kids, don't get don't get exploited. Unless, or well, Matthew McConaughey obviously has never had that. I don't think. Do you think Matthew McConaughey has ever argued with a director about taking a shirt off in his scene? He doesn't own one. It's like, what is this? <laughs> no, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, worked, God, my back is itching. <laughs> he worked on the idea that it was less time in wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> he could get to set five minutes late if he didn't have to put on a shirt. There is something funny about the peacocky dude. You know, like the dude who loves to take his shirt off? Oh, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. the first one to take their shirt off? It's always, it was always, growing up in Melbourne, it was always funny because. Or the guy who doesn't own shirts. Oh, yeah, man. Apparently, well, you know, I mean, as in like who doesn't rock up to something in a shirt. Well, who's that? Well, I was reading about this. What? There's <laughs> like, this legend of to the, the beach a- or something. There's a no. There's a legend of the AFL called Tommy Hafey who just passed away recently. Like one of the the great all time great men. And like T-shirt Tommy, you know, used to do like even when he was in his eighties, would do like two hundred push ups a day. Him jogging like, along Portsea back beach yeah. at eighty years old. Yeah, great and just getting better. You know, like yeah. he was a real legend. He was one of those old like, guys who'd be like, "Hey, kid." Hit me in the stomach. Go right. <laughs> How do you can? Loved all these boys, that sort of stuff, right? But what? apparently, like, as in, like, anyone who's ever played for him oh. were, like, part of his <laughs> yeah. family. Right, not in a Michael Jackson way. Not in a Michael Jackson way. Okay. His boys were grown men. Yeah. Uh, but he was, uh, he also was, yeah, they tell all the tales of, you know, his life. And apparently he was a big guy because he was just so fit and whatever. That apparently he rocked up to one of their engagement parties or, like, weddings or whatever. And he was just like, he didn't have a shirt on. 
And they were like, oh, why don't you have a shirt on? Like a tracksuit pants or whatever. Wow. Just no shirt on. Putin. Him and Putin. Just, yeah, on a horse. He was on a horse and he didn't have a shirt on. Yeah, apparently you're just like... I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone. I mean, I like nudity. I'm a, I'm a nudist. I, I, in summer, I, I wear little clothing. But for me, it's not a kind of preening kind of like, you know, let me show my... Ma- it's more about... I'm just lazy and want to wear as little clothes as possible. I love clothes. Like, as in, like, I'm not a person who, like, you know, I, I just wear the same shit all the time. I'm not, mm. like, interested in Your fashion. fashion or whatever. But, like, I love wearing clothes. I wear clothes to bed. Do you feel awkward naked? Yeah, a bit. What is, is that related to what? Body shame? No, it's just, like, a, a weird breezes. Really? You know what you I mean? You feel like, exposed. I feel exposed. You literally feel exposed. I feel like, what am I going to sit on? Like, yeah. I start to have issues. I'm like... I can't sit on something because then it has my ass on it. Yeah. Like, oh, now, what about, now when like, I sit on that, they, but do you ever when I sit it, on that chair before later, I'll be like, oh, that's my balls. Do you ever get about it just underpants or just shorts? No. Just tracksuit pants? No. Like about is top like, and bottom. Yeah, top and bottom. That's <laughs> true, though. I know, I know. I'm just laughing. <laughs> it's like, you're like, uh, you're like a never nude. I'm not a never nude. <laughs> like, I, I'm close to never nude. Yeah. I'm never nude approximate. <laughs> I have I have more in common with the never nude than I have in an always nude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the sliding scale. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never been a person who like I don't really kind of understand the idea of not. Wearing did your clothes. parents wear, did your parents wear clothes around the house? Uh, my parents used to sleep in the nude. And yeah, I reckon around. my parents slept naked or more naked than I do. Yeah. So um, it wasn't from that. No. No, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a me thing. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not, I don't like sleeping even in a bed without me. Like, like sometimes if it's hot or whatever, I might try to take my t-shirt off, but I don't even really enjoy that. I always feel like I wake up really what do you wear sort to of bed? clown outfit, full size clown outfit, <laughs> shoes. Suit of armor. <laughs> Suit of armor. I go, I get lowered, I'll get put in a shark cage and lowered onto the bed. <laughs> I dress, I dress as Optimus Prime. <laughs> like full sky's replica. No, I um yeah, I'd like a tracksuit pants and a tracksuit pants t-shirt. And in winter, summer, tracksuit pants t-shirt. Don't you get hot? Light tracksuit pants t-shirt. Like thin tracksuit pants and t-shirt. <laughs> what the, where do you get thin tracksuit pants from? Basic. All oh, right. Yeah. Oh, expensive bloody tracksuit pants. Yeah, they are expensive tracksuit. Why pants. are you sleeping in those? That's like three hundred dollar bloody pajama bottoms you're sweating through. Well, because sometimes then I can just get up and don't have to get out of my pajamas. But you could do that in twenty dollar tracksuit pants. Yeah, well, you know what? If I'm wearing tracksuit pants every day, that might as well be nice tracksuit pants. <laughs> good point. That is a good Plus, point. Plus, that's our friend's company. I, I'm happy to support her. I know. Don't, yeah, I went and supported. I went to their big uh, clearance sale and bought a whole bunch of stuff. And then um, it was actually, it was great because it was packed. There's a three-day sale they did. This yep. is just last in the last year. Or maybe the start of this year. But my God, like, people are locusts. You know, like... And a lot of these, and this is nothing to do with the brand or anything like that. A lot of these kids were teenagers, right? And I don't remember being fifteen and having an idea. I mean, Basic is a, a really well-known, really well-respected brand. It's yep, like, it's a premium brand. Yep. These kids were all over it. Like they were there early, and I mean, they knew what they were doing. And it's just like, well, they have to be though, because they're fifteen. If they're interested in that sort of shit, they know when the bargains are. They know if they get there early. But that wasn't like, I mean. Has that changed or we I think just people are more exposed? fashion cultures. Uh, like I think particularly here in Sydney. Like, but it's consumer culture more. Like, yeah, definitely. Well, I, mean, I mean, I don't even... I had Kim Kardashian's you... a fucking... The, one of the most massive celebrities in the world and she does nothing other than fucking, you know, advertise clothes and handbags and... I can't you know, remember even like going shopping as a teenager. Like I think maybe you'd ask your mum for something and get right. like... Or, you know, maybe she'd give you 50 bucks. But I mean, these items, like even on discount, talking like... You know, sixty dollar t shirts. Yeah. What is it? I think people 60- were interested in fashion at high school though. Like I think there were definitely you went to a boys' school. So I think yeah, there was maybe. definitely girls at my high school that were like spending a lot of money really? on fashion. And items. so where yeah. and are they getting where are they getting the money from? Is it all Well, rich parents, I would say, normally. Right. But sometimes people you would see but like a, a pair of shoes, like even something as right, simple so as like you... Doc Martin boots. I remember like when I was in about year eight or year nine, the thing that we all wanted to have was a pair of Doc Martin boots to yeah. wear school shoes. And they were like 150 bucks, bucks or something yeah. so you had to and i'm sure like this boys and whatever were buying sneakers and like you yeah. know like high oh, tops or true. whatever that were like I can't remember, really like, expensive and i bet like remember when you were a kid and like kids were getting excited about the new high tops or the yeah, new yeah, whatever the pumps, that were coming up yeah pumps. yeah but okay hypothetically you just had so you had a teenage daughter <laughs> yeah. 15 years old 
All right. Are you giving her a friend's heart? I don't know. Wrong hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> are you giving her? Uh, are you giving her a, a shopping allowance? Okay. Am I? Do I philosophically want to give her a shopping allowance, or do I think she's that I'm good, practically giving her a shopping she's allowance? A, she's a good kid. Uh huh. But she's way into fashion. She goes to a school where all her friends are into fashion. Yep. Um. So you work out that okay, like you are. Tell me, what do you think? How many? How many new? Just say to break it down into like t-shirts and dresses. How many new t-shirts and dresses should should, should she get a year? Okay. So here's what I think. Uh, I think that what I hope I am and what I would actually be might be two different things. I would hope that I wouldn't uh, give her an allowance allowance. Uh, I hope that I would teach her the value of work. So... Um, By taking her to a factory where you have people working for slave wages and saying, see, that's work. Anyway, here's your allowance. I would take her to my factory in Bangladesh <laughs> yeah. and I would point her manager. Yeah. She's 15, but... <laughs> yeah. She's twice as old as the uh, last manager. And all the workers. <laughs> uh, no, I um, I would like to teach her the value of work. But I would probably make some sort of agreement if I had the money to do that to like kind of match a certain amount of money. So say, for example, if she was saving towards like a car, yeah. like I, I would say something like, I'll you know match. what, if you, uh, if you save $7,000, I'll give you $7,000 and we'll buy you like a nice wow. car kids or whatever. Seven grand? That's a lot of money. Well, I had, I think I had six or seven grand when I turned 18, where I bought my first car with. So. Wow. What did I you always do? felt like there was a, a milking cows. Like it oh, wasn't right. working for your dad. Yeah, working for my dad. So, so he like, just paid you what he would pay anyone. Right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. So I kind of think that that's yeah. that's the area I would be in, where I would definitely try to help them. Yeah. Like you know, I wouldn't. Well, it helps if you do have a business and right. you can get them to work for yeah. you. But I would try to encourage them to also realize that work comes with reward. However, do I feel like knowing what I'm actually like, would I be tempted to? Overspoil people that I probably shouldn't overspoil. Yes. Yeah. So I hope that I remember what I want to be mm. if I'm ever in that situation rather than I, I know that chances are if my little fucking girl battered eyelids at me and said, Daddy, everybody at school's got these shoes. Can I get some? I'd be like, Here, don't tell your mother. Uh, <laughs> no. Can I just, can I just, uh, can I just revisit that scenario and it's more like, Daddy, can I get these shoes that all the girls at school have? And you'd be like, Honey, I'm watching the football. My wallet's on the bench. Just don't come back for another two hours unless you're bringing me a drink. Right, honey, you know I got a U and Amex that we don't tell mum about. Now, while you're down at the shops, could you please get daddy a cake? <laughs> <laughs> and which of your friends sell wheat? Uh, <laughs> when, uh, when, when, when you have a daughter and she turns 15, we can employ her at uh, Tofop Studios. By that stage, 15 years from now, I imagine it's an empire. By the way, yeah, so it can't be 15 years from now. It's got to be 15 years from oh yeah, well, between six, now. 15, let's say 16 or 17 today. years from now. Okay. So minimum, I'm 58. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me 53. <laughs> Which means that we should not be doing this show anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. By that stage, Tofop In these same leather chairs. Tofop, no. You gotta, Let's you take the chairs big. with us wherever Tofop we go. Tofop becomes a brand in the same way yeah. that like Hustler or Playboy. They started off sure. making filth uh-huh. and then they branched oh, out. become a bigger Just like a crossover. brand. A brand, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So we start off peddling filth, yeah. angering religious groups. Yeah. And, uh, and then, then, then you get become... shot and paralyzed and go out with Courtney Love. I think that's how it works. I like I, I don't, can't imagine that this podcast. How would this podcast become a brand? Like how would like honestly like what 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 would be the ideal scenario for like this to be like? What's the per, like? How could this work out for us? <laughs> I love it. That's like finding out. It's like you've just booked yourself on what you were told was a return trip to the moon and you're halfway to the moon and the pilot turns to you and says, look, um, in the ideal scenario, how do we get this ship back to Earth? <laughs> and, well, I thought you knew. 
I thought you knew. Oh, oh no, I didn't know how to get it to space. <laughs> I didn't even know how to get to the moon. Oh my I just God, to get just, off uh, I just off Earth. <laughs> I was wrapped with heading to the moon in the first place. The Earth is massive. <laughs> do you know how easy it is to get off it? All you have to do is go in any other direction. <laughs> World's worst astronauts. <laughs> the, the Earth is big, but you know the only thing that's bigger than the Earth? Space. <laughs> oh my God, you've been watching that Carl Sagan documentary too. That's pretty much, the, that's all he says. Um, okay, so how would, yeah, how, how ideally, does Tofop become a brand? Like how, how could it become like successful? Now, more people are, like, are listening all the time, and I will say to our listeners, um, well, look, all right. tell people, if you like it and you think someone would like it, Tell them because the more people who listen to it, obviously, the, yeah. the better it goes. Well, I reckon, like Nerdist seemed to be on the path. Okay, tell, of, tell me how they of, did the it. Franchise. How did they do it? Well, from what I've heard, Chris Hardwick say he yeah. he had he had an investor right. Board, oh, so we need an investor. He had an idea that he wanted to start the podcast initially, but I think he always had the ideas for TV shows and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So. I mean, I don't know. It was We've huge. got a blackboard. We could map stuff out. <laughs> yeah, we could. Like the crazy people yeah. in those clips. We've got some films. great ideas for shows. Uh, sunglass case. That's pretty good. <laughs> Hot woman. Hot woman. On plane. Uh, yeah, we, we haven't got to that one yet. Well, we've kind of got to it. We've teased that a bit. Double halloumi. Uh, double halloumi. That's definitely a good one. All right. Uh, uh, so I think what he's done by starting the, the podcast, and obviously, I mean, they're kind of smart the way it went about it because it was sort of niche, but... Then they started getting out to booking agents and saying, well, look, if you've got someone to, who wants to promote something... Oh, get them through. Get them through. So yeah, it became... Right. Although they had their, just the Nerdist podcast, then it sort of became more like the interview podcast. Yeah. And then from that, like I just think with that volume of kind of show business running through, you know, like you're going to be meeting people and stuff and, you know, you interview a guy from a TV show, then the producer of that show say, hey, we want to do a show that talks about the show, you know, after it's done. Like I just think that was... That was what the Nerdist basically just ha- they put out they sifted out, you know the kind of uh, genre. Uh, I mean, Nerdist the nerd crowd they literally yep. carved out that bit of ter- territory and then said, okay, well, how do we create like we have a nerd podcast? How do we become a nerd TV show? How do we? So the key would be finding out what the tofop element is, which is kind of. I mean, there is that kind of geek element, but there's some other stuff as well. I don't think we know what it is yet. No. But, I mean... But what is that? What? How do we franchise that, though? Well... Like, how do we... I think the next step... Well, I think well, I think more live shows. More live shows, eh? More live shows. Okay. Way Look of at you, Mr. I couldn't do live shows. I have to be <laughs> locked in a box. <laughs> Suddenly, these days, you're like, let's get this shit on the road. Yeah, but I have had the easiest introduction to live I would shows. love, by the way, if we can get to the point where the show's doing well enough that we can take these armchairs to the live shows. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. That's our one kind of like, yeah. stipulation. The, the two of us just sit in these <laughs> armchairs on stage. Yeah. Guests are still on shitty chairs. Yeah. <laughs> No, I love that they these chairs, but we the other stipulation is that we stay in the chairs the whole time oh, and then transport it to location. In fact, like on Qantas or Jetstar or Virgin, yeah. we're open to suggestions. Yeah, whoever they wants have to fly us for free. They have to carve out two seats on the plane <laughs> and, and they wheel us, wheel us on. <laughs> they put us in these armchairs. Yeah, it's like Wall-E, you know those floating chairs? <laughs> oh, no, I imagine we're strapped into the chairs like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yeah, right. I saw a girl at the airport the other day who was being accompanied by uh, police and she had the cape from Lost, you know, when they've got the people in the handcuffs and they put the jacket over their arms. Oh, so that, right, right. Because they're walking people through an airport so yeah, that you yeah, don't see the person's in handcuffs. Yeah, right. They have the jacket over their arms. I don't know, just some some criminal. Yeah, but... Like, but some woman on handcuffs. I don't what know she if look like? She looks scary? Normal? I'm going to say normal. Super villain. She looked pretty no. normal. Right. Like, I would say early 40s, maybe mid-40s, like normal-looking What do you woman? think she did? <laughs> profile her. Well, okay, if I was going to profile her... Do a Sherlock on me. She had a mustard stain on her shoe, which means she eats hot dogs. <laughs> she was being accompanied by two policemen, and she had a jacket over her hands where handcuffs would be, which made, led me to Violent realize offender. that she was under arrest. <laughs> World's Mr. Holmes, World's we're already aware. <laughs> You're not telling us anything we don't already know. She is a woman and she is not breathing. World's <laughs> worst Sherlock. <laughs> 
Uh, no, um, she would. I would say drugs. Right. Yeah, drugs. I'm going to say drugs. Why? Kingpin. I don't know. She looked druggy. I guess they would have to transport criminals by plane sometimes, wouldn't they? Yeah. I, I've been on planes before when they've had a like criminal. a criminal. Shit. And you know, de- if that plane went and a dead person, if that plane went down, there would be a. It would have to become a. That would become an ethical. Uh, like every movie where there's a criminal on a plane, it always becomes the right. the ethical dilemma of do you take the guy out of the handcuffs? You know, now that the rules have changed, when you right. need everyone, we have to survive now. Maybe you know what we need in this post apocalyptic world? Someone who knows how to fucking handle their shit. Yeah. Am I right? It's a plot of Pitch Black, right, <laughs> with Vin Diesel and Lost, yeah. and pretty much every who movie. Was the criminal in Lost, Kate. Oh. Kate from Lost. Oh, that's why you meant when you said Kate from yeah. Lost. Right? Yeah, it was an exact reference to the thing I was talking about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We've established, though, I've only seen the first series of Lost. I, oh, yeah. I, that, you know what? That wasn't actually cleared up very early yeah. on. You're right. So, she, yeah, she was a criminal. Okay. All right. And so, and, and, that, and that she had handcuffed. And I actually she had thought I'd heard, misheard you when you said Kate from Lost. And so what I rationalized. You, what did you think of that I'd said? Uh, capes are lost. <laughs> no, that makes a lot more sense. You're right. That does clear it up. Uh, she was walking along like capes are lost and like oh she's really depressed all the <laughs> capes have been lost I did rationalise it like that sad day for superheroes yeah. capes have been lost <laughs> oh what it's oh, all, these, all these superheroes in the laundromat go ah oh, oh. you're kidding Aquaman's going fuck you guys there's just don't a, do that lame there was just a woman with a receipt yeah. Like, yeah. Batman's like this looks terrible I've got a cow no cape Batman's just got a towel around his neck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we've got to finish up so we can record another one. But I um How long was that? Well, we've done fifty four minutes. Right. And so to do an hour we tend to wrap up about five minutes before we finish. All right. Um <laughs> thanks. <laughs> you wanna know how to make it a franchise, I wanna know how we end the show. <laughs> Uh, so what I was going to say is this, though. I wanted to mention one more fashion thing before we go, uh, which is that while I've been away overseas, they've stopped making my favourite jeans. Uh, Subi or Kasubi, oh, as yeah. they became, have gone out of business. I have, have not read really? why. Too yeah. many parties in Bondi. <laughs> I reckon that's probably right. <laughs> um, I've been wearing their jeans for like 10 years. They're the jeans I wear on stage. I love their jeans. There's one pair of jeans in particular that I've had like about four different pairs of. And I came back to Australia thinking, oh, we'll go and buy some of those jeans. And while I'm away, the company has gone out of business. It's had a big going out of business sale where I could have bought like a box load of those fucking jeans. And now I spent like yesterday on the internet trying to like find them and everywhere's fucking sold out of these jeans. I would have bought like a box. This room, if you come in here, it just would have been filled with those jeans. Like Batman. I would have been like Batman. newspapers all over the world tracking the the movement of Subi's stock. Yeah, so I was pretty disappointed about that. I'm going to have to find new jeans. After 10 years... I just bought some jeans today before I came around. 501s, easy. They're just the best. I don't even know they are the best. No, but 501s are good because it's that raw denim and they're comfy. Oh, is this... Hello. This is us. Moving time. time. What up? Hello. You look tired. All right, well, let's... Oh, you had a micro-sleeve? That's sleeve. like a micro-sleeve? <laughs> you had a micro-sleeve? I had a micro-sleeve. Like at the wheel? At the wheel. Oh, that's not good. You're meant to have them while you're pulled over, not while you're on the wheel. No. All right, well, let's finish this podcast. We'll, we'll, go, and we'll go move uh, some shit. Move some furniture. That's not a metaphor. And uh, we will be back with another episode next week, next month, in two weeks. We haven't really worked out how we often we're out. putting them out. No. Nah. It's I think we probably do a season. audio Easter egg. I think we probably should do like a season rather than try to stretch them out yeah, yeah, over yeah, of like. Course. Oh, have we just, made that? Have we not made that clear? We that? haven't made it clear. Okay. Well, now that you're five episodes in, this is not right. going to be a weekly. Oh uh, yeah, it can't be a weekly thing because yeah, I'm yeah. going overseas. We kind of have mentioned that, but we didn't mention because we don't know how many. <laughs> we're we're d- so terrible. At we, this. we don't know. You think? <laughs> well, you think doing them so closely to each other, get, we'd actually be able to remember what we've talked I mean, about? But this is in the future. But yeah. you realise there's going to be so many emails and stuff asking. Like we need to make it really clear. Oh yeah, we. You know, so by the time you hear this, you know we've apologised. Yeah, sorry, that's times. a good point. Let's not mention that. <laughs> uh, you can find me Will mm. underscore Anderson on Twitter. Please, if you like the show, rate it on the iTunes page. Particularly if you're in the US, if you could rate it on the US iTunes page, if you haven't done that yet, it'll help us get up those charts in the US. That'd be really cool. By this stage, uh, you will have seen the T-shirt. You may have 
if I bought the t-shirt, but if you haven't seen the t-shirt or bought the t-shirt, go it's to Destroy awesome. Merchandise. It is absolutely awesome. You can find Charlie on Twitter. Yeah, CX Clawson, <laughs> not KFCX Clawson. No, not yet. Well, maybe by now. Who knows? No, what We're is in it? The yeah, that's right. CX Clawson. That's my um, Twitter handle. Uh, are you allowed to mention your television show? Yeah, home, I'm, home and that? away. Continue on home and away. Seven o'clock weekdays if you're in Australia. Monday to Thursday. Monday to oh yeah, it's not on Friday. No, that'll be it? Fridays. No. Do they sometimes on Thursday do a double episode? That's though? exactly what they do. They still uh, do Friday Thursday. Episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, okay. I think so. Yeah. Because I don't always see it, obviously, but because um, I'm away. But during the comedy festival, occasionally I'd be like, you know, pre-show or whatever, and I'd flick it on to see if I could find you. Last <laughs> time. You, you... Oh well, here's a tip, right? Yeah. And this is what I say to people because. Uh, I'm not in every episode. If you see me in the opening recap, if you see me in the credits, then I'm going to be in that episode. Oh, okay. That's how you know. Um, last time I saw you, you'd been beaten up and you were sitting at a bar. <laughs> that was literally when I turned But on. what about on the TV? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm intrigued. I want to know what's going on here. Charlie's been beaten up and he's sitting at a bar drinking and then you weren't in the episode for another 20 minutes. And yeah, I was like, that ah, damn happen- you. That now I'm sucked well. into this other story. <laughs> about the guys with the shirts off. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, oh, we're going to sign off? Yeah, there's a sign off. Okay. Well, no, we are going to sign off. Yeah, yeah we're going to sign off. All right. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Addison. <laughs>